Hi everybody, my name is Jailene Rivas and welcome to the first episode of Latin Survival. Today we will be going over Gloria Evangelina Anzualda's excerpt, How to Tame a Wild Tongue, and how it exemplifies Latin survival through our Chicano culture. The Chicana I have here today is my dear friend Melissa, an interpreting student and future physician assistant. She will be answering questions regarding the struggles and successes of growing up in an LEP community. For those that do not know, LEP stands for Limited English Proficiency. So let's begin. Melissa, based on the environmental factors that come with growing in an LEP community and having loved ones of LEP, what are some roles you take in order to help not only your community, but yourself? Yeah, definitely. So the roles that I've had to take are definitely some some leadership roles. They include, you know, being just a conduit, just being a source of, of getting from one language to another, um, having, being kind of a culture broker and, and explaining to people the differences between our cultures and, um, and some like very intense leadership roles are kind of being an advocate and making sure, you know, uh, my people aren't taking, being taken advantage of because they are LEP um, and that they you know are at a little bit of a disadvantage here but um i feel like that i've definitely had to take those on those leadership roles to help my community and help them survive here and not only that but help myself in um you know because there's a lot of things i haven't been able to I, I didn't have the support of parents who were you know well versed in english so a lot of those things i had to do independently such as you know like you know, doing my own homework and like if I ha if I needed help, you know, kind of figuring it out on my own or, you know, getting around and like, you know, driving or all those kinds of things. Those are things that people take for granted when you have um, a, a family or parents of that speak the language here. But, you know, some of us don't. So we do. We have to do those things on our own. Right, and I feel like this brings forth the dual identity we classify ourselves as, along with pochismo, the idea of speaking Spanish and English. Now, Andualza does talk about uh, it being used as a negative connotation. Um, at a point, someone was accusing her for speaking English and Spanish at the same time, and they state, Pocho, culture traitor, you're speaking the oppressor's language by speaking English, you're ruining the Spanish language. Now, my question is, what is your opinion on pochismo? And do you consider yourself a pocha? Also, do you think it's ruining both languages as stated? Pocha to me means that um, is like a symbolism of the survival of our people in this country. Um, I've been told countless amount of times that like stop speaking pocho or you have an accent or you're not speaking correctly. Um, and that's where I think the negative connotation comes from. But I definitely don't think that it's something um, justifiable to tell somebody. It's it's okay to be pocho. Pocho is just the the evolution of our language in which, and I think it's a symbol of us coming to this country and we're just trying to start anew you know we're trying to to survive here and it's pocho is a living language and it's used to um it's used for our community and it's definitely something that um it's it's okay and you don't have to you know like um conform 
just because someone is telling you to, you know, you're not, they can't understand you. Like, well, bocho, bocho is us trying to communicate. So I feel like if we are making the effort and only like, you know, having to learn English in this country, well, I feel like um, it should also go the other way where we, they can also help out, you know, like learn a little bit of bocho. It's not, it's not anything bad. Correct. I definitely agree with you. I like we're not even standard English or Spanish Spanish and that is okay. Um she she also I think with following with my next question it's talking about the tradition of silence and one of the ideas it's why we remain silent is because we were told by people that we must speak one way without referring back to another language for other words that we remember and that is part of our everyday um experience and and environment where we might forget one word but we know it in our other language therefore we bring it up and it's it's definitely something we don't even think about as we speak and we don't try and be bochon that's just who we are because we know spanish and english and i definitely think the negative connotation with bocho is something that should not be seen as negative that should be seen as something aspiring as something to be proud of because um this isn't happening in in mexico where we're being we're talking pocho because instead of speaking fully instead of, instead of speaking fully spanish we're bringing some english words um and it's coming over here and this is like a economically growth country where our community is coming in for the success of our economic growth within our families um, due to our experiences and our lack of um, a lot of forms of resources and stuff like that. So um, definitely, Melissa, I understand with you. And my next question is about the tradition of silence. So how, how she does say, and I quote, I will no longer be made to feed to feel ashamed of existing i will have my voice indian spanish and white i will have my serpent's tongue my woman's voice my sexual voice my poet's voice i will overcome the tradition of silence how are we um how are ways in which the latin community continues to participate in this tradition of silence and what can we do to overcome it i think we continue to participate in this tradition of silence even just within ourselves i think the, the even the idea of pocho is kind of like trying to uh, shut one person down because they're not speaking the way you want to speak them in Spanish or in English. So I feel like sometimes we even shut ourselves down because we don't know English to the full extent. So we feel like our ideas aren't going to get across. So we just shut ourselves off and we're not going to even try. But I feel like the idea in trying is uh, is is for our own you know survival that's why um you know for me studying to be an interpreter is so important because i have the skills to um i've you know i've learned the evolution of english the evolution of spanish and i i can differentiate and i can help the other people understand my people and have my people be able to understand um everyone here you know uh, i'm studying to be a medical interpreter so you know doctors nurses all those people in in the medical field and um 
and so that they feel safe, so that they feel like they're not alone in this country, that they don't have to lack, you know, medical attention, or they don't have to, like, uh, negate themselves that, that, that benefit of having, um, a, you know, medical attention, and I think that goes for a lot of people, so I feel like here in America, we, we're composed of so many cultures, so many, uh, languages, so, um, there's, you know, if you have the resources, if you have those abilities, if you have those skills, it doesn't just have to be a Latino, you know, if you can use those skills in order to help your people, in order to help the American, you know, community um, feel more involved in our community so that we don't, we can stop a lot of this, this unnecessary hate that sometimes happens here, um, that you should do it, go for it and, and be who you, who you feel like you know like be a, be an aid to uh, to our community there you have it guys like melissa said use your skills to the best of your ability and do not be afraid to expresarte now this is a glimpse of a latin survival story today thank you very much melissa for sharing and thank you all for listening stay tuned for our next episode of expresate stories of latin survival